heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. Oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to da or any da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Ira. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. And today we are going to talk about what is the title of this book, Jamie? Oh, crap. You would think I would. Um, still have that up so it's called big friendship Big friendship oh big friendship how we keep each other close and it's from um the people who um they have the podcast did call your girlfriend correct and their names are um aminatu sao so and ann friedman and i apologize for maybe not pronouncing your names correctly i do like i listened to the book and i do think her name is aminatu um, and I think, Aminatu, and I think okay. she goes by Amina um, because when we read okay. the book, I listened to it and she narrated it and I'm going to think she pronounced her name correctly. Oh, <laughs> like she did it the whole, the whole way. So they both did, but I think um, they, they took turns. They both read the book themselves. Though. I love that. Me too. I thought that was really cool. And um, yeah, it was actually very good. So we thought that this would be great. Like um, it's a book about friendship. Our entire season before was about friendship. Um, and I think mm-hmm. this season will be about transitions, but probably still really yeah. talk about friendship too. Um, yeah, I agree. And They're I think this definitely connected. Yeah. And I think that this book, when I thought about it was a little bit about transitions within friendship. I think they called it stretching um, and like how mm-hmm. you stretch within mm-hmm. your friendships. And sometimes people can't stretch to meet you. And sometimes people don't think that they yes. should have to stretch. So I w- we thought it would be great to talk about this book. I don't want to do like a play by play of like every chapter, but essentially what I would surmise the book to be about is um, this, these two women who are friends and um, they have been long distance friends for a very long time. And they've had like, you know, I don't want to say ebbs and flows because it seems like they've always had a very strong friendship, but they had what could have been a friendship breakup. Um, And then they had to like put in the work to continue to have this friendship. And like throughout the book, you kind of learn a lot of useful things, relationships, Friendships, uh, things like stretching. Uh, they talk a little bit about like friendship webs and squads and, or yeah, I think it was called squad squads, and, which is basically like girl gang or crew or posse, whatever you want to call it. Um, so they have mm-hmm. that. And then they talk a little bit about like, my favorite part was the burner thing, which we should totally talk about. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but it's a really great book. I think Jamie and I would both recommend that if you listen to this podcast and you like it and you feel like you've been kind of looking like having issues with friendships and not really felt like that was validated. Like maybe people were like, Oh, well, you know, just stop talking to them or, you know, mm-hmm. like I think this book kind of validates a lot of the feelings that Jamie and I have had and talked about mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And 
I'm hearing Maya get into a bowl. I don't want her to get into, so I'm going to have to move for a second. Oh, that's okay. I heard her too. I was like, ooh, yeah. what is that? <laughs> Maya. You always find stuff you're not supposed to. Um, so, yes, remind me of the burner part. I'm trying to remember Oh, no, it's it like the stove burner um, where, oh. like, you have yeah. – Yes, 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 yes. Definitely. So you have, like, the stove, and, like, the stove has, like, I think it was four pilots. Um, yes, and the like... idea is, is you can't always keep all four going, and usually, exactly. like, it was, like, what, work? Family. And, work. like, family, friends, mm-hmm. and then, yep. I don't know what the fourth Like, I be. think it was, like, your personal life, wasn't it? Like, yourself? Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, and... Like they talked about how usually the first one to go is friends, but you have to be really careful about that because, you know, uh, the other stuff is variant too. I think we expect, oh, we can always pick back up with friends Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily true. And as we know, one of the big determinants of happiness over the long term of lifespan is social connection. Now, I think that's true for many people. Of course, that is a generalization for some people, you know, they're, they're fine. I think being more on their own and having less social connection, but in general, that's such an important part of life. And we just don't put a lot of stock in it as we should. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I feel like I, I don't think so. Like all of these burners and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be like, I am perfect and I never do this. But I think that the one that I usually kind of turn my light off on is like myself. I don't think I'm often like really, I think I'm like really great about telling people that they should put themselves first. But sometimes like I've noticed myself doing things, even if I don't want to, because I feel like if I commit to something that I have to see it through, like it's really difficult for me to be like to flake. And I know there's probably people where I've been like, I'm sick or I can't do this, but like those types of things, those engagements where I've actually had to be like, no to something are so hard on me. Um, I think sometimes like, I think my friendships have always been the one that I burn the brightest. I think I always want to keep the friendship pilot lit. I agree. Um, Yeah. So we're maybe outside of the norm. Or maybe yeah, I wonder if I think, that's more like a younger generation thing, too, that are maybe. putting friendships before. Because um, I felt like I've read articles about about that, too, like friendships before intimate relationships and stuff. And and I think the idea of chosen family is becoming much, much and much, much more common language, even outside of, you know, I think it used to be used more in the LGBT community. But I think mm-hmm. it's being used even outside of that community. Yeah. I don't know. It just came out today, the day that we're recording this. So you probably haven't listened to the episode that I have with Jen. But no, we talk I have a lot about we talk a lot about how like in America it's almost like um you have to be close to like the rhetoric is that you like need to be close to your family even if they are like Yes. There's definitely more you. pressure on I agree. So we talked a little bit about that and just how like some like a lot of the times that's just not great. And I think that you know, that was, that's probably why, like, I'm really close to a small part of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I definitely think I have like the family that I talk to really regularly. I think my friendship group is much larger than that. I totally um, I agree. Have, like, and I, and yeah. I would say that's changing. I think the younger generations are getting better about setting boundaries and recognizing when family isn't serving them. I have more and more clients that are just realizing the toxicity of some of their family members because, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, that happens to be who their family members are. It's not that they want that. But I think, you know, we don't choose who our family is. Right. Or our family are, you know. So I think, and, and with our friends, we can't. 
we have that right. empowerment. And that's what Jen and I talked about. We were just basically oh, like, sorry, yeah. I said, I, oh, no, no, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So totally, I just agreeing with you. Yeah. We were basically saying how like, I, like I was talking about my dad and I was mm-hmm. just like, I would literally, I would never actually talk to him as a human if he were not my parent. Um, yeah. So I think that yeah, that's I have just, family you know, like that too. Um, and, yeah, and, so- and you feel a lot of, I think there's a lot more shame about that than letting go of a friendship, right? Like, and that, exactly. and the book talked about that too. And we've talked mm-hmm. about that on the podcast, how it's so much easier than any other type of relationship to just not, um, to let them go, which really made me think about relationships that I, friendships, cause I know I've talked about on here, how there have been some that I've distanced myself from and why mm-hmm. wasn't I more direct and you know, what's, what's the reasoning for that? Is that something that I want to look at again? It's interesting. It definitely made me think. Um, and it also, I think, yeah, gave I think language so to a lot of things that I've thought about or felt and stuff we've talked about on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I've been thinking about that too. I think we talked about this book a little bit before, like a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and I was basically, or like, was it last week? Might've been last weekend. And I think that I was saying like, um, I think you took it and you were like, yeah, like I reevaluated. And like, for me, it's actually been, I feel like I put so much effort into so many different people that I actually have like a really hard time determining sometimes if I even like, if I even like the people who I talk to sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like one of the good things about this, this book. And then also like reconnecting with Aaron. I think that was helpful for me too, and being able to like actually have a tough conversation with somebody about something um, and that like working out either way, mm-hmm. like good or bad, mm-hmm. it, like it had us, it's had a conclusion. Um, but like, I think talking to like having that with her and then just being like dealing with that, I was like, it, it actually like, it made me feel really, like really comfortable talking to people. I've had a lot more success. Like if somebody's doing something to me, like actually being like clear and like talking to them about it. But like, what's funny is that like the combination of like what happened with Aaron and then also Mm -hmm. reading this book has somehow exhausted me too. Um, And that's like one of the funny things about this book. I've like really come to be like, I I literally was thinking about something that happened recently with a friend and I was like, okay, well I was like, this bothered me. So I I probably not, it was not you. I just want to let you know, (laughs) but I was like, um, I was like, this bothered me and I probably, and I really need to talk to them Mm -hmm. uh, like about this. And then I was just like, but do I? Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. literally, it was like almost the opposite of what like I was talking about before. I was like, you should have these conversations. Now I'm just like, maybe I just don't want to put a lot of effort into this friendship because like I kind of mm-hmm. think maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, don't I think you have this many conversations because, with you. Yeah. You've yeah. got to think about where you want to put your energy, I think. So I don't think there's yeah, a straight like sure. answer of you should always communicate. You should never communicate. Mm-hmm. But you got to discern. Totally. And I think that like reading the book and having them break down like your big for and also the again with the burner, mm-hmm. like the fact that they're like showing that that is energy, like having friends is not fucking free. It's yes, like it's work. It, it, yeah, it's work. Even and, when like, it's going well, just, like, you have to invest time yeah. and energy. Exactly. Like a perfect example would be like Heidi. Heidi's so quiet. Like she's not though, but like she's my quiet mm-hmm. friend that doesn't, she's a typical two. She, she yeah, never tells me when she when she needs me, and I like I always need to remember like to check on Heidi because she won't tell me, mm. and I love her enough to be like actually that's fine I don't mind checking on Heidi because I know she would do the same for mm-hmm. me, but sometimes I'm just like 
I don't think I have the emotional energy to give to people that I like don't know if you would do the same mm-hmm. for me. And so I think that was really helpful with reading the book. Is just and also like, maybe like it, at a different, like if you met her or someone else, let's say at a different time, you know, maybe it would have felt different to you. You maybe, know what I mean? Yeah. But like, because you met her when you did and it worked the way it worked over the long period, this is how your friendship has worked. Like, I think, I think it's like every friendship is different, but I also think it depends mm-hmm. on the time of your life. Like we talked about how we met each other when we were both sort of looking and in transition. And so we were just like, yes. And we totally ran with that friendship. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know that that would have happened the way it did if we weren't where we were. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and like, honestly, some people, I just think like, I, I, I think this is like the best thing about Heidi is I don't think she wants me to, she doesn't want you to worry about her at all. Mm -hmm. Like she's just like, I will say she did, you know, there was a time around your birthday where she did mention something and I think we were able to support her. So I think she, maybe that's something that she's gotten better at over time. It is, it is hard though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, and, and, but the thing is like, it doesn't, I guess my, my, for clarity's purpose, Mm -hmm. what I'm actually saying about Heidi is it's not hard with her because I feel like I don't feel like if for some reason I get preoccupied with my life as oftentimes I do. And like, sometimes I feel like I have those quiet, gentle friends. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, that just don't are not the squeaky wheels is basically why like she's not Mm -hmm. and neither are you. Sometimes it's easy to, cause I do have a lot of squeaky wheels. Squeaky wheel friendships define that. What is that? Where it's, like, the conflict with that person, even if it's not really, like, conflict in, an, in a sense of, like, we're fighting, but it's just, like, so, like, there's so much word salad happening. Like, it's just, there's so you have to something. Okay, so you feel like you're constantly sort of trying, you're, you're not sort of, you're constantly trying to discern what they really mean. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I just feel like sometimes I'm, like, I'm not necessarily so sure. Like, I'm, like, what's going on? yeah. Uh Oh, I can't hear you, Iris. Oh, Oh, sorry. Can you hear me again now? Yeah. Yeah, I just have some friends who are just like my very, like, steadfast, I think it's probably a better word. Yeah. Gosh, Um, I relate to that so much with dating. Squeaky wheel. Yeah. Like, so. (laughs) Because in the beginning, when you're forming any kind of relationship, it is really hard to communicate because, you know, you don't really have the means of knowing each other. So you have to figure out what's important to communicate and what's important to maybe let go for the time being. Yeah, I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, cuz you can't so, reveal your whole crazy self right away. Right. It's just yeah. not possible. It reminds me of like I used to do um education with teens and I remember there was this like one boy team we were talking about relationships and he was like I just feel like the best thing to do is like tell them right away like get all the skeletons out like <laughs> say all the stuff like tell them all like all your issues like all the problems and then they just know. And I was facilitating with a male teacher and we were like that we really appreciate that. And no, like that (laughs) is not going to work because we don't have any frame of reference for understanding that information. It's going to be too overwhelming. And we kind of need to peel ourselves like layers of an onion and get to know, um, reveal ourselves and get to know each other over time. Yeah. So that's, it's so hard. I think in the beginning of any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, to find that balance. 
so I think that that is so true for, for everything. So I think though mm-hmm. that I have, I do have some friendships though. Like the ones that I'm thinking about are not mm-hmm. necessarily all new friendships. I think these are some people where I've like, it, they're stagnant. So another thing that this book talks about is like your inactive friendships. Um, and I think that I'm re- like, when I was reading it, I was like, I have quite a few inactive friendships, but I think that they're like, there's this really funny TikTok. You don't have TikTok, do you? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Or Instagram. I don't do the TikTok. The say. TikTok or the Instagram. There's this um, <laughs> there's this girl who has like a thing, a reoccurring video where she's like a meme that lives inside of your mind rent free. And that's uh... like how it's funny. And it's just like different clips of like random shit. Like I'll have to share some of them with you, but okay. they're really funny. Yeah. And... Cause I don't quite have the context to understand, but I'm sure so I will once like you send this, it to me. Yeah. So, so it's basically like something that's like, just, you can't get it out of your mind. Like you just oh. keep thinking about it. That's when yeah, somebody's like, like living in your mind. You really want to hurt. Wait, what? Or, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like that, Jamie. Um, but like, I had a couple friendships that I was thinking about that, that were like that. Like they were, like there was nothing like there was no positive energy going out, but it resulted in me having like negative energy going out because I was just like, what's going on? Like the questioning for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, I just think that the reading the book really helped me to kind of be able to make a, like a definitive decision about whether or not to, I think they referred to like, you have active friendships inactive friendships. And uh, what was it like disenfranch? What was it like? dis it's like deactivated or uh it was like some kind of a friendship where it's like you're not friends dormant anymore. yeah I don't it, think it was uh, dormant but it was like something like that yeah I yeah wish, I don't De- remember the decommissioned was it decommissioned maybe I don't know it was something like that but it basically yeah. meant like if we were like dormant it was like we would have notes prepared and <laughs> yeah we would have notes we don't have notes <laughs> um but yeah it was like basically you're not friends with that person anymore it's like people you've had a friendship breakup with but like it's not even an inactive friendship no it's not somebody who you kind of like left unsaid it's like no but there is an inactive category too right yes so that's mm-hmm. like I have a lot of these inactive friendships and so like yeah what I yeah. think that was happening is I like through reading the book I realized I was like thinking a lot about the inactive friendships kind of like they discussed in the book where you're just like maybe one day we'll be friends again or like I'll have this conversation with them and then things will be better and then like we'll be okay like I had a few of those Mm -hmm. and I was always like thinking like they were taking up like data inside of my mind so I actually like through reading the book was like no like we're not going to be friends we're not friends maybe like we were friends at a certain point but we're definitely not now and I'm not going to consider you within like to be a friend because I have a hard time doing that. Like it's mm-hmm. hard for me to just be like, I want to say my friend so-and-so, but like, I'm like, they're not my friend, you know, like I just know them. And it doesn't, it's, I also think of it like when you say like, this person's not your friend, it almost sounds negative. Like if you know that person and like now you're not friends with them, it just sounds bad. It just sounds like we're no longer friends because something horrible happened. And I'm like, well, no, like I just, we're just not fucking friends. Like, I don't want to title you as a friend because we're just not. And I think the book is yes, like, really think, helpful for that too. Yeah. And I think that's it, kind of what I talked to you about that friendship. And I've talked about on the podcast where like, she kind of just ghosted me and yeah. I made the decision that instead of it being inactive, no, we just aren't going to be friends again. I and I can mm-hmm. make that decision, which is empowering. Um, yes. and I think sometimes we forget that, that we're a part of the decision process. We don't just have to wait around for someone to show, show back up. Right. And I'm like, so yeah, too much damage that. has been mm-hmm. caused at this point. It's been too long. Yeah. 
So and like we're just like if you know what we're just not going to be friends and it sounds terrible yeah. like I don't really know the best way to say that like mm-hmm. what you call someone who's like you guys used to be really great friends or you used to be closer and now like you're not friends I think a lot of people would still just say like oh my friend so and so but like I feel like when I use that language I'm like my friend Susie when I say that even if like there's a story that comes up and I'm like oh yes with my friend Susie even if me and Susie are not friends anymore I think it kind of the when I say like oh well like when the person's like if somebody else can be like oh well we should do this with Susie or you should do mm-hmm. and I'm just like well yeah but like me and Susie actually aren't friends anymore it just sounds bad but yeah I feel like we're just not so I need to stop I I will say like people who know me I'm like my friend this person my friend this person and I'm like but in reality this person's not actually my friend yeah I should that, just say their name something yeah I, it does. Yeah. And I think that when you when you say that the person's your friend. It doesn't mean you wish them it, ill will or anything. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, it, it, we're just not friends. So and that's that okay. was like one of my. You don't have to and be that's friends. Okay. Exactly. We don't have to yeah. be enemies either. And it really isn't even negative. Like with the people right. I'm thinking about, it's not like a negative thing. It's just like we're not friends. Yeah. I mean, and that's okay. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think the friends that I've really decided to distance myself from, um, even though I could paint it as, and maybe initially I did because I was upset, I could paint it as them doing something wrong. I think once I calm down uh, from whatever that reaction is, I can realize like, well, but I mean, we really just don't serve each other anymore. Like I'm Mm -hmm. just, I'm not, I'm as much not a good fit for them as they aren't for me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, and I think kind of like the intimate that relationships would... too, right? It's, I mean, yeah, sometimes absolutely. people do really hurtful things like that happens, mm-hmm. but you know, exactly. it's, sometimes it's sometimes also just don't. about it. Right. I feel like that's one of the things that you and I have in common mm-hmm. too, is that like, I will, I think that for me, I'm always just like, I want to be friends with people. And like, I think I, if we're not friends, then I take it to be like, I, I almost need it to be broken for me to not say that we're friends. And mm-hmm. I think for you, you're, you do a lot of the same mental gymnastics inside of your head with yeah, that kind of maybe stuff it's too. Certainty or wanting the definition. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm yeah. getting better at kind of just letting go and being like, whatever. Um, I think you are too. Yeah. And you too, I would say over Thank knowing you. you. I, I think that I'm getting better about it too. And I think that for me, like, what I'm trying to do, though, is I, I realized this yesterday. Actually, I was talking to, um, I was I was talking to Julie mm-hmm. uh, about uh, another person who I know, who actually I would consider to be like a friend, mm-hmm. but like definitely just a friend. Mm-hmm. Like we're not good friends. We're mm-hmm. not like besties. We're just friends. Like we are friends. We used to work together, mm-hmm. and we're friends. Mm-hmm. And I do like mm-hmm. her, but we've never transitioned over into being like you and I mm-hmm. um it just like hasn't happened and that's fine like I still like enjoy her yeah but I and think friends like, like that are important cute. too like I think that's something too that I took away from this is like not every friendship can be a big friendship which I think is part, yes. part of what I've struggled with is I want every friendship mm-hmm. me to be too a big friendship. I want every and that's friendship just not to be a big friendship possible. yes and that is exactly like that's literally what I was about oh, to say sorry. like I think no 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 please not sorry like, okay not yes, sorry like when I was t- not sorry, <laughs> when I was talking to Julie, um, I was just like, I was trying to explain to her because I did mm-hmm. intru- end up introducing her to this person. And I was just like, um, 
she was like, oh my God, I can't believe like something came up where it was like, you didn't like, I can't believe you didn't introduce us before because they have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally had to be like, why didn't I introduce them before? And I was like, oh, you know why? Because like Julie w- is in my friendship box. This other person is in my work box. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think that like I do a, like I and I was we were even talking about like how many group texts I have going on. Like I talk to Julie and Aaron and I talk to you and Heidi like daily um, and I talk to like Nina and AJ and I talk to my, I have two separate coworker group texts going on. Wow. But I feel like That's what overwhelming I, sh- to I me. know. <laughs> I'm I, also jealous. I know. But I know. As- no, but see, but the, here's the thing is like, I think that like it seems like it and I think that that's kind of like Julie's like a newer friend Mm -hmm. to me and I think she's kind of thinking the same thing you're thinking right Mm -hmm. like that is overwhelming like are you but I think that I have a really good well it's working for you it sounds like well yeah and like I think that may this is like probably something that like it sounds like something a guy would say but like all of my group texts are not equal Mm -hmm. um like you know (laughs) like everybody who I'm texting it's not like I'm not sharing with them like every single thing like and my work group text we're mostly talking about like what happened at the place that we used to work at together or I'm saying like we're talking about crazy shit that happens in HR or we're like sending each other funny political memes it's literally like we're at work but we're just texting because we're at home it's like being at work it's not not it's not like what I would text you and Heidi about which is like our gratitude journal that we're sharing with each other um or like I've had Marco Polos which are these like video messages that you can send mm-hmm. people um I have like a Marco Polo with Nina and AJ where like during everything that happened with George Floyd we were literally sending each other messages literally in tears crying about like how sad we were mm. about everything that was happening mm-hmm. so like every every friendship and like group of people in my life have different purposes mm-hmm. and like I think that it can be confusing to people because it's like well like who like are you like actually friends with and so like one of the things that like bringing transitions back into this is I do think that I put a lot of effort into all of my relationships and I do think that I need to kind of differentiate where I spend my energy um and I would like to become better friends with people than I am now like I do think I'm a good friend but I don't feel like a lot of people know me deeply Mm -hmm. and I think that I just want to like save a little bit more energy for people to be able to get to know me even better than they do now and I think this book really helped with that too just like you said being able to know like how many friends Aminatu and oh my gosh what's the uh, and like they both talk about like they have so many friends Mm -hmm. and like that really normalized the ability to have so many friends like but it's like they're soul sisters. They're like really, truly deep friendship mm-hmm. seems like maybe th- each other and like maybe one or two other right, people. Right, right. And I feel like I've been spreading myself too thin. Do you know and that's I think so I just funny? Need- I was thinking that in my yes. head. So while I'm like jealous of you in some ways, I know that I get overwhelmed sometimes and I'm like, how could I have more like Iris does? So yeah, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, like I think that it would just be... I would love to be able to have like closer relationships with people. Not that yeah. I'm not close. It sounds like well, yeah. I'm I mean, not, the, the, I just... the less space you're, the 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 less wide, the more depth, right? The less width, the more depth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. Those are my that was my big takeaway mm-hmm. from the book. What would what would you say some of your takeaways? Well, I said are? like I said I'm thinking more about the friendships that I sort of backed away from and how honest and direct I was and just like thinking about that. I think when I initially talked to you, I kind of had a lot of judgment, so I'm trying to be curious about it with less judgment on myself. Um which mm-hmm. I think is a good practice. Um and yeah, I mean, I think that's the big one. And then also, like I said, do I want more friendships in my life? And um, so if so, like, how do I want to do that? Or I think what I've done more of is just is really grow the relationships I currently have versus make new ones because we did. Hey there, Iris. Oh, my God, that's so strange. <laughs> yeah. So you want me to just pick up? And like uh, less judgment on yourself. Yeah. And then also, um, I was saying that, uh, like, yeah, do I want more friendships? Do I just want to keep deepening the ones I have? Um, and just, yeah, how I define friendship, I think too. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just, I love all those things. Yeah. Lots of curiosity. And I think one of the things that really struck me was um the time in the book where um and I remind me how to pronounce her name Aminatu yeah how does she pronounce it though in the book you said I think she calls herself Amina Amina Amina. okay I just want to try to pronounce it right I'm I'm big about trying to pronounce names right and spell them and stuff Mm -hmm. so Amina was um they were talking about it they both were talking about an experience where Anne was hosting a party for another friend And Amina showed up and she was the only person of color there. And that really like struck me. And I'm still thinking a lot about that because I could see that happening. Like I could see myself being Anne and that really bothers me. Um, And just thinking more about that and, and what, what do I want to do about that strong feeling I have (laughs) about about how that could be me and yeah I don't know well I feel like if you definitely Mm -hmm. have more like I guess if you had if you invited a person of color to come to a party Mm -hmm. and they didn't know anyone and I I don't know if that's the distinction that you're picking up on because that's what I took away from it I think it's hard. I get what you're saying that like she didn't have a, like if she'd had a heads up, would that have been different? Not necessarily. More so that like it would, it's awkward to be a black person who goes to a party where you Mm -hmm. don't, like I don't even know anyone here. Mm -hmm. So like I'm just going to a party of like it's your party. Cause like at this point, I mean, Natu did not know any of Anne's friends. This Mm -hmm. is totally different. This is her life in LA. So, like, I also don't know anyone here. Like, I don't know a single person. And so, like, every person here, though, is white. And so I think that that was the concerning part. Now, like, I think you and I have, like, such a similar friendship group that, like, if I went to your place and you were, like, it was you and Heidi and, like, I don't know, um, Laurel and Lauren, I would be, like, okay, this is fine because I know all of these white people. It's different if you go to a party and you don't know anyone there and everyone is white. That is what I think is, like, the part that's different. It's just that you – she also – she just – it was doubly uncomfortable to, like, not know anyone mm-hmm. 
to not to also see no one who looked like you there Mm -hmm. and then also just Mm -hmm. like your friend it sounds like they had a very diverse friendship group in dc which is where she like this Mm. is the frame of reference that she knew her. yeah versus california which yeah Yeah. i could see being different yeah so like i think Mm -hmm. that was the thing like i think that it's really you know if if people know each other i think that's different than like going into a room full of white strangers that makes sense i think it just made me think a lot about things that you have shared and just like which I, I'm not going to say what they are because mm-hmm. I think that's up to you if you want to share them here. Um, and then just also how segregated um, specifically where we live um, happens to be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's just something that I've been thinking more and more about, but that is really helpful to that you um, gave more information about why she might've felt that way, that it wasn't maybe just about However, I think it could be for some people. I mean, I think yeah, that's it could be that too. Um, I think I've been in situations that were somewhat reversed, but I also understand mm-hmm. that they're not the same. That me as a white person being around people of color and I'm the only white person—that's a different experience because I still have, um, I still have privilege in the outside world. Um, However, like having somewhat that experience, like it, it, you know, it is, it is like you sudden, you do notice and it's like, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is, feels <laughs> different than other experiences. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I could, I can kind of try to see how it might be, but yeah, I think that just really, I think, I think the lack of diversity even beyond color really is in something I think a lot about in our area, in the country, because I just think like that is such an issue in terms of why we have such divergent thoughts and feelings in this country. And while that, and what, and why that keeps happening, because we're not talking yeah. to people who are not like us. Right. Well, and there's um. So one of the only episodes that they list that I listened to, and I think it's because Katie told me that I should listen to mm-hmm. it. She was like, "You should listen to this episode." They have an episode of their podcast, "Call Your Girlfriend," mm-hmm. about interracial friendship, mm-hmm. and in it, they actually like again because they're like real professional podcasters. <laughs> it, I will say it's their full time job. This is not our full time. Oh, job. is it now um, their full time job? Is that true? Yeah, like it's literally their full time job. Wow, like so, they're, they're making um, money Amina from doing it. Like, away it's... from that really expensive job, she would. Wow, that's great for them. I I think so. Like uh, to my understanding, they're like fully fully into like this is like their business. They travel for it. Wow, I think it's like awesome. their full time thing. Like, don't if anybody listens to this and I'm wrong, let me know. That to totally my makes sense. I th- why they would write a book though. Yeah, I like, was kind of surprised like, based on reading like that it wasn't, to be honest with you. So that doesn't, yeah, yeah I, I'm not that surprised. But I, I um, a little bit just because of the jobs they had. Like by the end, when I heard what their jobs were, I was like, well. oh yeah, maybe they're not. <laughs> but I guess like this still could be more lucrative. We we know how much right, celebrity <laughs> can. Well, and it's kind of in line mm-hmm. with what they want to do too. Sure, like it, sure. it's 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 still like they do. They, if you listen to their podcast, they have a really great voice about like diversity and inclusion, and I and I think that that's like okay political. So I need to listen like I think those episodes then it sounds like yeah. So the one about yeah, so the one about interracial friendship was really good because of course, like it wasn't just like, and it was not like just anecdotal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like you know, it it was like actual. 
numbers. It was saying basically that white people don't necessarily like have friends of color. And usually if they do, they just have one. Yes. And that was Um, in the book too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that's not the case for people of color. Like for people of color, they definitely have white people in their lives. Yes. So I think that's that's a a place of privilege that you can separate yourself, which is some of what I think I'm feeling like uncomfortable about, to be honest with you, that I want to just own. But you can and you should. But I think that like I was also like randomly watching a episode yesterday because, again, Katie was like, Katie, you mean listening? Tells me. No, I was watching. I was watching something. Oh, I was watching an episode of Married at First Sight, oh. and like I wasn't planning on watching it, but Katie texted me and she was like, "This season is crazy." So I like watched is this it. The the like, is there a current season on now? Yeah, there's a where current are season they on now? They're in Atlanta. Okay, and oh, so like right. basically they're pretending like COVID's not happening. It's very what? weird. Yeah, like it's like it's so really they're weird. all in a bubble. Is that the idea? No, no, they're not in a bubble. Like they're literally pretending like it's not happening. Meaning, like they're just going out to drink together and like having a wedding with people. It's just like strange. Wait, what? Yeah, you'd have to watch it. Like you can tell that COVID exists because like the people at the stores, like for instance, oh, wow. they went to go try on That's like so wedding dresses and stuff, and like the people at the wedding dress place have a mask, but like also some of them don't. It's really weird. Um, wow. So anyway there's a bachelorette party and there's a bachelor party with strippers and which is another no masks on the strippers um do they have masks on their private parts i'm not that i know (laughs) um so they i've always uh, wondered about that specifically for lady ladies parts uh if like they those should be masked (laughs) if you're naked maybe <laughs> not that there's many environments where you would be naked I mean I don't even know if that makes sense but I'm kind of like isn't that another area where there's moisture and I don't know I don't know what happens in the strip clubs during COVID I have not been um but I do know that this at this show mm-hmm. so like it, this is beyond like the point of the show but so there's some there's like uh three white women and two black women Mm -hmm. and there are like there's one dominican man and there are there's two african-american men and then two white guys so you get to the party now they all know each other they've been introduced but you can see at the party that they separate like of their own volition the black girls go hang out with each other the white girls go hang out with each other yeah and you can tell that like they get together eventually but you can tell that it's like the producers made them because they have like very staunch questions like well what do you do if it was like producer led but like when left to their own devices and the men did the same thing they separated themselves yeah it's like a middle school dance with boys and girls Mm -hmm. (laughs) but only like by your color like it was yeah like, I noticed it well, yesterday I was like wow mm-hmm. like it was so yeah. obvious because I, I like noticed it immediately I was like oh wow it's like they just completely separated from each mm-hmm. other and that actually I, it also I felt that in high, in middle school too because I tried um I I made that observation I remember in eighth grade because I got separated from a lot of my friends and I was trying to make fl- friends with this group of black women and there was always something that sort of separated us. And I really didn't understand at the time why it makes more sense now. Um, but I remember just being like, what, why, you know, why can't I be better friends? 
Um, I just want to hang out guys. Like what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure there were things I, I did as a white person of privilege that they like totally rubbed them. Well, I guess I don't know, but I can imagine there were things that I did that I well, didn't even I know I was it, doing, you know, cause I, I was a kid. We've talked about like before <clears throat> that this, uh, I want to say new, but you were like, it's not really new, but mm-hmm. the thought of like, trauma ancestral trauma is that how you yeah 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 yes and I think it's also just like yeah it's I think it's that and I I think you we can look at even like the Jewish community does that too right mm -hmm. maybe not in the same way but I think there is this idea of like sort of I mean I even had um someone once tell me well you guys stick together not knowing me that well as a Jewish person, I was like, well, that's actually not true for me, but I think it is true for some (laughs) people in the faith. At Um, my work, everybody there like knows, like I have a boss. So so my supervisor. And and they're more religious where you work. So that's, that's partly why. But even the people who are not religious, like I had this coworker. But they also chose to work for a Jewish organization. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's like, they are, it's like, they are the most, um, I'm, they're, I'm trying to think of the insular. Word, the, no, I'm trying to, there's like conservative Orthodox reform. Yeah. So they're like reform, totally mm-hmm. like reform. But like my boss, literally, she was married to this, to a guy. She came out and she literally still found like, which I just feel like is such a niche. Mm-hmm. She found a Jewish woman to marry. And I was like, mm. whoa, I was just, it like, seems like such a niche. I'm like, wow, you found a Jew. You came out and like immediately connected with a Jewish wow. lesbian. Yeah, I That's was like really a Jewish lesbian. Well, some people I, have luck like that. Some people and just some have people all don't. the luck. <laughs> well, if you want to get hooked up by your uh, temple, I'm sure they can make it happen. I don't have a temple, but we can find you theory. a temple. <laughs> yeah, like if that's the route I you're mean, going for, if, I feel like if, if, somebody's if anything like the, pe- the, the men on J date. I don't know. Um, I didn't have a lot of success on that particular I, you platform. Know, Jen did not. Not either. that I'm I'm having success on other platforms necessarily, yeah, like, so but maybe it's all the same. Yeah, I mean, I think well, we've talked extensively about how like there are multiple, multiple, multiple issues with online dating that do mm-hmm. not actually promote long-term relationships, right? And have kind of ruined dating overall. And I'm not going to get on my high horse here on the platform about that, but um, not in this episode. We could certainly talk about it maybe in another episode, but. I feel like we should have an episode with Jen when she finally moves back about it because she has a lot of thoughts about online dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I told you I have a couple friends too. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, we, that could be a whole podcast. Oh, For actually, sure. it is. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I, why sure. am I even it's... saying like that could be a whole podcast? It definitely yeah, is. Like, it probably multiple is. podcasts <laughs> right now that are happening about that subject. Uh, but um, why? How did we get here? Because we were, we were talking, talking about, about oh oh like how yeah not understanding the like how the ancestral trauma has to do with why we might group with people that we know versus people that we don't know. And people that we know are safe versus not. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sure that's some of why, um, you know, even like between boys and girls, that happens too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that's part of it. It just, again, like just all the research shows that we have the best cultures when we have everybody at the table, right? That's why politics is such an issue in this country because not everybody's at the table. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and we're starting to understand that we're getting better, but not really enough, not soon enough, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, we still have a long way to go. I definitely agree. Um, but I feel like it's great that that part of the book stood out to you because I think that means that you want to make sure that you have an environment in your yeah, life yeah, I'd for like inclusivity. To, I'd like, I think that's another thing that I'd like to really be curious about and keep thinking about. Um, and I also don't want to be one of those white people that's like, I have this many uh, people of color and I really mm-hmm. want you to know that. And here's my pictures you know, smiling with them, with my arm around them, you know, pointing at them like, look, um, yeah, I mean, cause that's not what it's about either. It's not about mm-hmm. like you feeling better. <laughs> right. Well, and honestly, I'll be, I'll say like, I do feel like this I've had, I've talked to, I don't know which there's so many things, mm-hmm. but like one of the things I've said is that like, even for me, like when I've met new friends from Bumble BFF, mm-hmm. because it's, again, it's really hard to meet people. Yeah. Um, and as an adult, new friends. And I really also, as a side note, everybody, I feel like I'm going to try because I'm, I think I'm friendshiped out. I think I'm gassed. And I'm taking at least <laughs> I think you've arrived, Iris. Like, I think you've talked a lot about lately how you're feeling really good where you are with friendship. I mean, you're honing your, I think now you're honing the craft, but I think you're really, which I feel I'm like I'm at too. I'm at the maintenance stage. Huh? I'm at the maintenance exactly, stage. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like I'm somewhat there too. And I can't tell you, I mean, I said this to you and Heidi, but, and I'm, I might start crying because I did in therapy when I talked about it, but like having years and years of not feeling that, not feeling like I got what I needed connection wise and socially wise. And um, how much that affected me and my mental health. Like it just, I'm I, yeah, it's such an amazing feeling to feel like I'm at a maintenance point now where I haven't felt that before. So it's pretty well, awesome. I'm excited for you to be here. Yeah, um, you too. Thank it you. It takes work, I feel right? Like, definitely. And I think that I just need to like, I need to be like, I need to I think I'm a really good friend to people. I think what yes, I need to do is I like agree. start maintenancing <laughs> like if people are good friends to me. Uh-huh. Cuz I like think I'm too friendly. I think this is my year of transitioning into being a little Oh, bit I love more, it. I love it. Yeah. It's your machete year. You're just going to like I think so. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to like it. cut people slash, off. But I do think it's yeah. Slash I think, it. I've been through that too. I feel like uh the pandemic is a really good time to machete. Yeah. Your and I think I just want to be <laughs> I want to have people where I'm just like, everybody here is, is a really like person who I consider to be not necessarily a big friend, but I want to have good friends only. Um, I think I've spent a lot of my life in my twenties having lots of like surface friends. Mm-hmm. And that's and kind just, of what your twenties are for. Mm-hmm. I and think. I feel like I'm just like, no, I think so too. But yeah, I feel like yeah. for me, like, cause you just I'm have like, so much energy and time and you know yeah I mean I also yeah. think like that's what what is promoted in the culture too like it is I think I wanted more of what I have now when I was younger mm-hmm. but it was it's just hard to find yeah well and I think for me like I treat every friendship like a big friendship and I've mm-hmm. been doing so much better with like having friends where I'm just like you're not a big friendship but yes just, I love that like, for you yeah thank you uh-huh. like I've just been like you are like a person who I know and I still like you I still want to hang out um but I'm not gonna like I don't 
want to have 17 difficult conversations with you. Like, I just oh don't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't. That I'm exhausted sounds, that's, with it. This kind of sounds like what I'm, what I've been trying to do the last few years in dating. <laughs> I, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I think that like, I'm where you are in dating where I'm just like, listen, I am exhausted with this whole process of meeting people. Like, I just want you to know me. I want you to know the shit that I like. I want us to have good conversations, have fun. Yeah. And, like, Cause you just, not... I think I'm so triggered by like, I'm putting in more work and it's mm-hmm. like so yes. hard to even say that because even saying that feels like you're putting in more work. So then you're like, what do I do? Just like ghost the person, like try to say something. It's, it's hard. It's so hard. Cause I think yeah. I've just been through that so much where I feel like I'm putting in more of the work. And um, I don't know that that's how it's felt for the other person. I certainly don't think that they intended it. It's just been like what my pattern in history is based on who I am. And you know what I think it is? Mm -hmm. I do this where I think what happens for me, at least in my friendship, and also like, I think even with relationships and stuff, like Mike always tells me too, he's like, what can I do? Like, I think I'm just, my personality is just like, plan all the events, organize everything, make mm-hmm. sure we're all having fun. I love that he does that for you. That's amazing. You need somebody yeah. who. <laughs> who yeah. Like, and yeah. I need who to wants t- to be like, to... you're doing too much. Like, let me help you. Yeah. Right. And I told, we were talking to our therapist about it. And I just said, I was like, this is the year of me being like, I'm going to take the help. And I'm also oh. going to say like, when I don't, like, if I don't want to do something, I like, we talk about this a lot. Like, it's hard to be like, I don't want to do that, but I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm just really trying to lean to me, transition Iris, into that. That tells me you are in such a healthy place because I know trust is such a big deal to you and you have to be able to trust and lean into that in order to do what you're wanting to do. So that mm-hmm. means you're feeling safe, you're feeling healthy and you really like you're working on your trust stuff. So I, I do, just yeah. love it. I just love how and also, you're like growing and just blossoming. Thank you. Yeah. And I want to say that like truthfully, I'm not even lying or trying to kiss your ass. It's because like when it comes to friends, I don't feel like it's hard for you when you don't feel like you have like a stable friend, when you don't feel like you mm-hmm. have somebody who you can always go to. And I've always had Nina, but she's always had her kids. My yeah. angel lives far away. Nina, uh, Anaja and I don't live super close to each other and we don't share like mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like my, like a cousin, basically mm-hmm. like a really close cousin. I, it's been so long for me be- between like having somebody where I'm like, well, you know what, if I stop, you know, if I don't want to be friends with Susie or Kim, like, I don't want to say Katie. Cause like, that's an actual person I know, but like <laughs> Susie or like Molly, like Stephanie, mm-hmm. these are all people who I don't know. Um, like if I'm like, you know what? I'm just like tired of dealing with them. I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm I'm just closing that door. I've always felt like, well, I need to keep some friends on the back burner just in case I need to have some friends to yeah. hang out with because I don't know who's going like, to be there for me. Yeah. And so like, I feel like you are, I feel like I have people, including yourself, who are mm-hmm. going to be there for me. I and feel I just, the same. Yeah. And yeah. I just don't feel like I need to hold on to friendships that are not serving me. So thank you for allowing me to have the space Aww. to feel like I can make those decisions. Yeah. Well, thank you. Like, I feel, I feel absolutely the same. Like, I think, you know, you are one of the people I can think of that's been so integral in me. Yeah. Like you said, feeling comfortable to let go of some other friendships and just to trust in like, well, whatever is going to happen. I'm hoping that, you know, thing like just, I think it's more trusting versus knowing any one relationship, just trusting in yourself that like, you'll figure it out. Like mm-hmm. I even trust that I could move anywhere and make friends, which I never yes. would have felt like before. 
before maybe well, like this year, even, I don't know, maybe two years, the past two years, like I would have been like, Oh, I don't know. I better not move. Cause it is really hard to move and make friends, but I feel oh my God, like absolutely. I'm kind of a boss at it now. Not You're to, like, a friendship my making expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you have a good picker too. You don't pick jerks. So oh, that's thanks. great. <laughs> thanks. Now I just need to move that to dating maybe, but I don't know well, if a dating, my dating issues are about my picking ability actually. So um, maybe well, in the past, I don't think that's yeah. the issue now. Well, I feel like, you know what? It's a year mm. transition. I think we're going to get there. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever <laughs> that is. I agree. I agree. Um, but this was a great conversation. Do you have yeah. anything else? No. I mean, I think we've, yeah, we kind of covered everything. Um, I'm going to edit this one and okay. get it up. And then guys, the next time that we have a full episode, we're going to talk about, okay, definitely want to talk about the Night Stalker. Yes. It's going to be a murder episode. Yeah. So that <laughs> I'm glad we're doing that one separate because I really feel like that one, we're going to have to do a disclaimer um, yes. that we're going to talk about gruesome stuff and we're going to give stuff away from... Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's good. Like I think tacking that onto this episode, (laughs) right? It's like Jamie, I love you. You're so great. You're amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about Richard Ramirez. Like, yeah, that might be too much. We don't necessarily need murder. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, didn't need to be the same episode. So we're gonna talk about the Night Stalker, and then it was. Did we say we're gonna talk about the Cheshire? I would like to because I would like to too. Yeah, because I really think. It's so, I keep You're going to have a hot take on that. And I feel like I'm interested in hearing it. Oh my gosh. I have so many feelings. I don't know why we haven't talked about it sooner, but maybe it's because I have so many feelings that I don't even know where to start, but I have so many feelings about that particular situation. More so than almost any other, because yeah, it's so, it's, yeah, I don't even know. I think the Night Soccer though is unique too, but. We, let's talk about those two things. So that'll yeah. be what we talk about, guys. And so we will see you all next week. It'll be a question episode. But then after that, it's a murder episode. Ooh-hoo. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.